episode 26, 26 of the Creation Grounds. If you've been with me this long, I appreciate you. And if you're just joining us, welcome. On this episode, we feature James Tang, who is out in LA crushing it right now. We talk about the Fortnite craze and something that might actually have taken it over. His favorite Star Wars film. If you have one, let us know what yours is. We talk about how you can break into your first TV role if that's something that you're currently doing. He goes into his background of how he was struggling to once get his TV roles and now how they're starting to come in for him. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Creations Grounds podcast. I have James Tang on with me for this episode. How you doing, James? Hello, hello. Hey, man. So um, who has had the most influence on you in your life and why? Man, um, I feel like I'm just influenced by everything and everyone. <laughs> so many people, I like draw little bits from like different actors, like business people, my parents, of course. Um, but yeah, I definitely say my parents overall, just because they've given me the support, you know, emotionally and financially when I need it. Um, because I feel like that goes against kind of like the, whether it's like the Asian parent stereotype or kind of the immigrant stereotype of needing their kids to try to pursue something quote unquote practical Right. And become an engineer or something or like become a business person or whatever. Um, they've been really supportive of my career in the arts. Um, there's still, you know, my dad definitely still pushes me to, to always make sure to understand the business side of things. And it took me a while to, to get that. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely my parents. Is your father a businessman himself or are they artists? They, he's uh, like a serial entrepreneur. He'll just jump around. Um, and just start a business, go through with it, and then once it feels like it's not working out, then just you know end it or hand it over to someone else, and, like switch to another one. So that's great. <laughs> kind of traveled around a lot, yeah. So you were actually born in Bangkok, and you mainly grew up in Thailand. Were there any cultural differences between where you were born and where you kind of grew up? I was actually born in Miami. In Miami, in okay. Yeah, um, but I moved to Bangkok pretty much permanently around the third grade and yeah i mean just growing up in southeast asia but also going to an international school was um such like a such an important experience i feel that i mean if everyone in the world could have it that would be amazing because i feel like just being kind of thrown into the same like school and class grade with people from like so many different cultural backgrounds, ethnicities and um, uh, just of like just diversity as a whole, you know, it just really kind of help people. I feel like just judge people as people, you know, not right. like by their skin color or like what they're like, what they can or cannot eat or something like these. We realize that, they, oh, this person can't eat pork. Okay, that's fine. That's part of their beliefs. Oh, this person can't eat beef. Okay, that's fine. That's part of their beliefs. Uh, but this person's an asshole. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. I don't want to hang out with them. Like, oh, this person's really cool. Let's hang out with them. Like, it doesn't matter what they wear or what they look like and stuff. It's great. So it's like a little microcosm of um, just humanity where you went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Was that a, an art school? Or was it just like kind of just a regular like... um like just grade school kind of thing? 
Yeah, just a regular international school. No, no, like specific um, point of education or anything. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, classes from everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure growing up um, with that kind of humanity in like all around you has influenced your art and how you see the world and um, you know the kind of art that you make. Would you Would you agree? How How has it affected your art and what you want yeah. to say as an artist? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a huge influence. I feel like being, you know, winning the casting, it definitely helps, like, be, you know, be more, like, conscious, but also, like, knowing I can judge someone based just on their merits as a person, an actor. Um, when it comes to my art, you know, it's something that I want to kind of push of that message of, you know, kind of global cooperation and stuff. Um, just that really if we all in the end when it come, all comes out of it we're all just people you know we all want very similar things if we just work together and realize that our differences are what make us unique and as long as people aren't like hurting each other then we can all live together agreed tell me about the day that you decided to be an actor I'd say it was kind of like a always like a lifelong thing that I never opened myself up to and one day I had moved to LA it was I hadn't been here for a year yet but I was still just feeling just confused and not sure how to get on set work and stuff so I I got back into acting um just as an option you know like okay just do some background work Mm -hmm. and then it was yeah, it was less of a singular day and more of like a gradual like process of opening. Like the more I explored and the more I did, the more I finally realized was like, oh, this is actually what I kind of always wanted to do, but I just never opened myself up to that. So yeah, it was definitely like a bit of a gradient. What was the uh, the challenge with opening yourself up to it? Was it just kind of like, um, it's something that you just didn't really think that you really wanted to do and then you found yourself you you kind of like gradually fell into it or was it just like something that the practical aspect of what your father was saying like this isn't practical I don't really want to do this no it's definitely more more along the lines of um, like partially like never giving myself that permission mm-hmm. and but also never believing that it was a possibility right I think it's a mixture, I think, of uh, my own kind of shyness um, and just self-confidence in my self as a person abilities, slowly overcoming that. But I think also the the representation and not really seeing that's huge too many Asian faces within yeah within you know Western media or Hollywood and stuff, which is kind of what I grew up on anyway. And I feel like so it never gave that subconscious permission of being like, oh, this is possible because there's other person before right yeah so uh, you, you mentioned you grew up on uh, movies what did you find yourself kind of drawn to a specific movie or actor that you find yourself always re- returning to that reminds you of how great acting can be or reminds you why you got into it and, um definitely movies i always go back to you know are like star wars Indiana jones and stuff um but when it comes down to specifically acting, I would definitely say Heath Ledger is the Joker. Oh, yeah, man. That's a po- that's powerful just, performance. That's always, that's, yeah, that's always something to go back to. Just to, just to see and just like, like watch, like delight, you know, just eat that all up. Yeah. You mentioned Star Wars. Um, do you have a favorite? 
You more like Empire the Empire Strikes Back. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. That's that's yeah. a good one. I tried to watch it with my sister um, during holidays, and she was totally bored. We all looked at her like, "What?" Oh, <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Yeah, I'm surprised when, it isn't, but yeah, there are some people that don't enjoy it. So I just don't hang out. Yeah. <laughs> what is um something fundamental to your process that you always return to um, when building a character? Do you have a process? Does it kind of evolve? Is it um, case by case? It's. I'd say most of the time, it always just kind of comes back to the reality of the situation. Um, and if the writing isn't as, I guess, descriptive or as specific as I need it to be, that kind of comes down to um, really making that work. Um, but yeah, it's always like whether, just generally, of course, using myself, as I am the only tool I can use as an actor, um, but putting myself in a situation and really making that a reality, feeling like I'm just thinking about, you know, what would I do in this situation? But would that also be what the character would do? Um, and just using the clues, you know, within the script and stuff and just making sure it has a grounding in reality. That definitely not playing the idea of something. Right. Just rooting it always in truth. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Do you have a spirit animal? Um, what would it be and why? I would probably go with the wolf. A wolf? That's dope. Um, yeah. I think a wolf, because they're known kind of as both pack animals, but also as kind of like lone wolves, you know, the lone animal. And I feel like I'm kind of able to just jump between you know, being an independent person, but also, you know, working, I have to work, you know, collaboratively with people in the film industry. And, but being able to jump kind of between those two worlds, I feel is something I can do. I feel like the wolf is very flexible in doing that. That's dope. So you, you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, kind of growing up and not really seeing Asian representation. Did that lead you to writing some of your own material? Um, what day did you decide that you kind of wanted to start writing? Um, was it to like kind of uh, start like creating those kinds of opportunities or giving yourself opportunities? Um, what was that day like when you decided that you'd write some of your own stuff? Um, I'd say that was that was that was actually last year. Yeah, because I actually I went to film school and I studied you know behind the scenes stuff before getting into acting and. It was actually last year, though, that I finally resolved to kind of marry the two um, and move forward with it because uh, I feel like, yeah, like going through kind of like a couple of years of auditions and stuff and, you know, getting little things here and there, I was feeling like, like this is a, it is, it is a process, you know, and sometimes people really do need to be shown something before they can really understand or visualize it. Um, so writing, getting back into writing like proper leading roles for myself and trying to get those off the ground was something that I really, yeah, really, really dove into last year. Partially also because I was like, I'm, I'm getting out of the auditions. Right, so right. I at least, yeah, I take my creativity under control a little bit. And I feel like that's become really freeing because, you know, I know myself and my acting, I'd say, pretty well, all things considered. 
living in this body. Um, so it is pretty easy to write for myself um, and just be able to be like, what would I say in this situation? I do that because this character is basically me. So it'll make it easier. It's um, dope. But it's also been really fun because it's just like, what movie would I want to see myself in? This sounds awesome. I'd love to play in this world. Okay, just throw myself in this world and see what happens. Yeah, it seems like you kind of like blockbusters too. You kind of like, do you have um, a yeah, guy? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I, I love them. I want to work on them. Um, if someone want to work, put me in like a, you know, indie drama, fine. Totally fine. But it's not something I def- definitely default to. Um, which is, I guess, unfortunate because explosions usually cost a lot of money. <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> Over budget explosions cost a <laughs> yeah. lot. Um, Fortnite or World of Witchcraft, uh, Warcraft, would you say, because uh, you're a gamer, right? Yeah, I am a gamer. Um, honestly, neither at this point, because um, Apex Legends just dropped a couple weeks ago, and I've been only playing that with my friends. I haven't um, heard of that. Is that on PS4, or is it computer? It's, it's on everything, yeah. It was like this kind of practically secret project um, that the guys who made... Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's holy crap! It's like a something where you like jump inside like a big robot body, and they had two of them, and then those guys respawn made this thing called Apex Legends, just like released it like out of nowhere. It's on PS4, Xbox, and PC. Um, Battle Royale, the kind of like like the faster than all the other ones that are on the market right now. That's um, dope. So that's. <laughs> it's it's internet based. I'm kind of interested, actually. I might I might have to go download yeah. it or buy it or, or something like yeah. that. It's no, it's free. It's That's free. The crazy part. It's oh. completely free. Yeah, it's internet based, and you can play it on any system right now. So it's got like the end game purchases then, like Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where it gets you. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the the future of actors um, of Asian descent with upcoming uh, Shang Chi on Marvel and the success of Crazy Rich Asians on the Golden Globe? You know, uh, just all the success that they're seeing, and um, some of that. Rep- there's still a long way to go, obviously. But yeah, sure. um, for somebody, if you could go back to when you were a kid, like when you're first like imagining Hollywood and how that yeah. would make that person feel, like how do you feel about yeah. just the future of representation? Yeah. I mean, I feel really hopeful. I feel like it's it's kind of broken this barrier um, that's kind of always because like the way Hollywood works is like. It, it, it is still a business, you know, it's very much a business and a lot of it can be kind of not necessarily fear-based, but like anti-risk. Right. And so no one wants to take the risk of putting millions of dollars into something when a similar project has not made that amount of money in the past or like projects starring Asian people have not made money in the past. Which I found like that it's just such like a weird thing to use as like, yeah. like, you know, like a category, like, oh, movies with Asian people don't sell, apparently, or it's something, you know. Some of it's probably based in myth, sure, but it kind of becomes almost like this false reality where everyone is saying the same story. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's really awesome because it's, it you know, broke all these records. It become what, like, I think, like the fourth highest grossing rom-com, Crazy Magician's fourth highest grossing rom-com in the U.S. Um, of all time, I believe. Something along those lines, but it's, yeah, it's, if it comes down to money, then it's just like, hey, look, we can make money too. Absolutely. Like, put us in roles. We don't have to be doing martial arts or right. speaking with 
accents working in like a um, you know restaurant, which it's still something that is a story that can be told and you know grounded in reality. But like this is also like a whole different side that we haven't really been seen as. It's uh, not so one dimensional either, which is which is awesome. Yeah, you know you yeah. you actually get to you know it's it's fleshed out characters. Yeah. And that comes back to like what I was saying before. It's just that people are just people, you know, like let's give different people a voice, see the stories that we can all tell. Just in the end, we're just people, you know? Yeah. So somewhere maybe in Idaho or Maine or even back in Thailand, there are individuals who um, want to get into the business um, and they're inspired by the diversity that's starting to be reflected on screen. You have a couple TV credits from that time where you came to LA and you didn't really know how to, get involved with anything to now, you know, actually booking things. You just booked something, um, which is awesome. Um, and you, there's some people who are still trying to break through to their first credit and they don't really have any direction. Uh, tell, what would you tell that person who's feeling discouraged um, that what they could do to break through their either doubt and book that first credit and get that victory? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, understand that it is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, you know, all the big stories we hear about people being discovered in a coffee store or whatever, those are, those are less than 1% happenings, you know? Um, and honestly, you have to treat it like a business. You know, you as an actor are your own CEO, but also your own product and also your own marketing manager. And just going to class and acting is it necessarily going to help you get seen by representation or casting um, to be put into roles. So it's about approaching the career from every aspect, you know, um, understanding where you fit into what projects are being made. If you're not in, you know, a big market, um, would it be better for you to try to book something in your local region? before moving to a bigger market like New York or LA, or would you rather, do you have enough money saved up to move to New York, LA? It's, there's, there's many, many steps. And it also depends on one's own personal goals. You know, there are people that are completely fine to do, um, to act in dinner theater for the rest of their lives. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's respectable to do that, but understanding that if that's what you're going for, then, then go for that and find the right places to do that. But if your goal is, you know, film and TV, um, Hollywood blockbusters and stuff, like they pretty much only cast those here in LA and sometimes New York, depending on the projects. But the majority of film and TV is going to be in LA. So it's coming, yeah, it's, it's, it's approaching kind of the business as a whole and kind of getting an understanding of how it works before, um, before getting too frustrated because yeah and it, it, it's it's just a lot to learn mm-hmm. so it is easy to get frustrated so i'd say you know take it step by step you know reach out to people that might um be responsive about these things you know and see if they have any advice as well are there any uh, like business uh books or anything that you would uh give a starting out actor or like a business if they're like completely like the creative, like, I don't know, business, I don't understand that, or they don't even want to kind of merge that, um, but they're starting to understand that it's kind of like a, a necessity, uh, yeah. where, where would you kind of lead that person or what book, what resource? 
Yeah, um, I I quite enjoyed um, Self Management for Actors, I believe it's called, by Bonnie Gillespie. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was a good one. Um, what's it called? Hit the Ground Running by Carolyn Berry. It's also a very solid resource. Um, I just read, well, I cannot remember the, I think it's The Actor's Life by, um, I completely forgot the actress's name, but she played Pam on The Office. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, she kind of went through kind of her journey as well. Those are, yeah, those, those are those are some really solid anecdotes from someone who's kind of like made it as like a, you know, like a series regular on a TV show. Um, those are, yeah, it's kind of very like, I, I really liked her kind of very specific an- anecdotes of like what she went through and stuff. Um, so there's some great info on that. I just finished that a couple weeks ago. It's dope. If there's a, a model and um, that you could place on a billboard in LA traffic, what would that model say? My first thing comes to mind to me is you are enough. Um, I feel like that might be a little too vague for some people, uh, <laughs> but I feel like so many things in the world try to tell us that we aren't enough as who we are now. You know, I, I do believe that everyone should always be striving to improve and grow, but like, but that we aren't lacking in anything where we are now. But you know, commercials are always saying, "Oh, you you can't you can't be a real person until so you buy this car," or like, right. "You can't you know you 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 won't have the perfect wedding unless you buy this jewelry from this company." And it's just like, come on, like just we don't need to fall for those things. We we are enough. You know, the, the things we come up with on our own, we don't need that. There is no magic pill, you know. The magic pill is is growing from within. Like the seeds are all in us. It's just taking the time and effort to cultivate them so that we can all work from within ourselves. That's facts, man. So <laughs> tell us about some of the uh, the projects that you have going on. I know you're pretty excited. Um, I don't know if you could share what you just booked or if there's anything NDA surrounding that, but we know that you just booked um, that and you are um, in a project called Black Girl in a Big Dress and you also made an appearance in You and Me, right? Yeah, so um, You and Me is a feature film that is out now on, I think, all video on demand services. Um, that was That was such a lovely project to be, involved with and to be working on um it's about a deaf woman who meets a recently blinded man and it's kind of a rom-com about their story and i'm i'm kind of like a fling she has like part way through the movie <laughs> that, was, that was a nice little like flattering moment from the cast of that um i'm in season two of black girl in a big dress uh season one is available on youtube it's like a 30 minute binge it is such an awesome show i love it so much um created by and starring Adria Walden. It's about a black uh, Jane Austen reenactor. And she is kind of just like, kind of like her little adventures going through that world. Um, and it's just so fun. Yeah, she's so lovely. And it kind of like her, her relationships, you know, in the real world and within the reenactment world. It's, it's lovely. It's hilarious. It's fun. Uh, I'm just so excited to be a part of season two, uh, which should be dropping... I think within the next month or two. Awesome. And uh, don't quote me on that. And people, when it does come out, they just find that on YouTube by searching uh, Black Girl in a Big Dress? 
Yeah, she's on all social media and definitely yeah, the YouTube channel, Black Girl in the Big Dress. Um, yeah, pretty easy to find if you just Google it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm also actually working on my own short film uh, at this moment. Yeah, uh, today is day three. We're going to film the final day tonight. Um, but that's, that's going to be a really fun one. Um, so I'd say definitely keep an eye out for that. Their current working title is Batfished. Batfished? So, so, yeah, I don't know if we'll change it or not, but that's can where it's you, at right now. Can you share deets? Can you share any details? I would say the log line is, what if vampires found their victims through dating apps? Very interesting. So, <laughs> I, I, I want to I watch it. You, you wrote that one? You, or, I wrote that, yeah, I wrote it. I'm acting in it, um, and we've got a team behind it that I'm so excited about. And, yeah, I'll probably be, I should be posting about it on social media once, uh, once we get closer to releasing it. Dope. When you think of the word creative, um, I ask all my guests this um, on the on the show. When you think of the word creative, who comes to mind for you and why? Man, I feel like there's so many different creative people. You know, creativity is such like a varied thing. Um, I mean, definitely George Miller, the director of Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. because I love that film and <laughs> he was it, that he just, it was, he just went to like just a different level with the, that film, you know, there's just so many crazy things in it, but it still makes sense in that world. And they just, they just go with it. You know, they just live in that world. And yeah, I love it. That's dope. That was a good movie. Yeah. Where can people connect with you, James? You have a uh, social media, you got the YouTube page yep. or like streaming services that you're going to drop uh, your projects on. People want to connect with you. Where can they do that? Yeah. My username for pretty much everything is James the Tang. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, all the main ones. Yeah, I'm on Snapchat as well, but I like never use that. Um, but I'd say definitely Instagram, Twitter are the main ones that I've been keeping updated on, and I'll definitely be posting there uh, for updates on my new projects. So that. that. Awesome, man. It's been a pleasure. Um, I wish you all the best and, um, you know, continue success. Keep killing it, man. Thank you.